I'm Shivani Gupta. I'm obsessed with small to medium businesses growing. As business owners, we take so much risk and we want to make sure it's worth it. I believe one of the best presents you can give yourself as a business owner is to be able to learn how to scale your people, your profit and your processes. Hello everyone, my name is Shivani Gupta and I'm your host for this podcast on Grow Your Business. There are so many ways in terms to be able to grow your business and one of the topics that has been spoken about for decades if not centuries is the art of effective communication. Communication is such a key in terms of being able to grow your business and today I wanted to summarise some of the research, some of the top tips that can really be um, put into place to increase your strategies and to increase that within your team. Because we all know that when your teams are communicating well and working well, they have an amazing opportunity to be able to grow and to be able to grow your business and to be able to also grow themselves personally and professionally as well. And it's the backbone of absolutely every successful workplace. But there's a lot of different aspects in terms of um, great communication. And when it is implemented properly, it fosters great harmony in the teams. It's got great teamwork, great outcomes, productivity, efficiency, all those extraordinary words that we look for as business leaders and owners. However, when it's not worked very well, projects often fail, you start to lose um, some key talent, you perhaps also um, don't get the results that you want and you just, everything starts to go badly. And then often in teams, it's not one or two people um, that uh, cause all of the issues. They might start some of the issues, but the culture of effective communication is so important. So let's just talk about defining what your communication strategy might be. So what that looks like is you might look at your um, strategy in terms of how you communicate. You want to always look at your desired outcomes. And then when you want to look at what are some of the things that you're going to work on first. You also want to understand what I call the difference between your needs and your wants or your musts and your wants. Your musts are your needs that you cannot live without. And you want to ensure that any type of communication that you do, it's very clear on things that you need as a business leader and owner, but also making sure that the managers and the leaders within your team understand that and what are the kind of nice to have that. This also helps us get very clear about the roles and responsibilities and what people do. And the whole point of having effective communication and strategies is to ensure that we involve people, but more importantly than involve, we engage people in what they are trying to do. When we're also communicating, we always want to know our audience. Now, if you're speaking as a business leader and an owner to the same group of your team, obviously you've got to know your audience pretty well, hopefully. But sometimes you're presenting to um, your board members. Sometimes you're presenting to investors, depending on where you sit. And so it's really important to know that audience and know what that audience is looking for. And you never change the message, but you want to tailor that communication in a way that your audience understands that better. You always want to then be able to uh, communicate as clearly as you can, and you want to be able to evaluate in terms of how you do that. So after every keynote presentation for me, I take between five and 10 minutes and make a little bit of a list and say what worked really well and what didn't work really well. What can I learn from? And sometimes I go, wow, that's the third time I've presented something that really I kind of made the same mistake or I forgot the same case study. So what's actually missing in my preparation to be able to deliver that? So that's just a really small example of what we want to do. Now let's talk about 
you know, different ways of managing. And again, this is a really big topic, but I want to kind of go through some key tips in terms of what will actually help. And I want to take you through nine particular uh, tips and strategies in terms of increasing that. The first thing I want to talk about is encouraging one-on-one, right? Encouraging one-on-one communication is really the best way to build relationships. So having managers in your team doing one-on-ones with their team, and if you're a business leader doing one-on-one with your key people, um, and as a business owner, having the key leaders that work for you and having that one-on-one communication, this is where we actually get to understand people at a deeper level, what their interests, what their passions, hobbies, what's driving them in the workplace, what's really causing some issues, because in a big group setting, they don't often share some of that, particularly the more shy, more introverted type of people. So we want to, in these one-to-one meetings, watch out for body language. We want to look for any other visual cues. And we want to make sure that when there's some confidential matters to be discussed, whether it's for themselves or a team member, these one-on-one conversations are absolutely essential in making sure that we maintain the privacy and we make sure that we are able to also share some valuable insights that are specific and tailored to that person raising some of those issues. So that's the first thing. The second thing is when you're facilitating a meeting, whether it's four people or 20 people in a room, you want to make sure that everybody has a voice. Now, this is something we write down as ground rules when we've got really effective um, communication skills, but it's not often been able to share. So team team meetings are often formalities, and we find, you know, in my experience, that you get more of, you know, certain people will contribute a lot more and others won't. But if we want to maximise productivity, we want to make sure that we actually hear that. And one of the best ways to do that is to, for example, if you've got um, 15 minutes in the agenda, that is going to be getting everybody's view on a particular topic or a decision that needs to be made, having a timekeeper that's allocated in the room. And for example, you might give them 60 seconds, bring something prepared to speak for 60 seconds, and then they would share that. So we actually hear from everybody and get the diversity of views and the thinking in there. It's also really important from an effective communication perspective that people feel included because otherwise we tend to give more of that attention and energy because they're the people that are speaking. So we want to make sure that every participant has an opportunity to be able to speak but also listen actively. The next thing I want to talk about is communication is really adapting it to various ways of communicating. So some people prefer face-to-face, some people prefer text messages. One of the things you want to do in teams particularly is set the culture. How are we going to communicate? So, for example, I'm in a couple of mastermind groups and most of our communication happens through WhatsApp platform. I'm in part of other clients who absolutely prefer email. So in your business, um, as a leader, you want to get that you know, really clear in terms of how we're going to communicate. Are we going to put everything in email? Are we going to put everything on a WhatsApp? What platform are we going to use? And making sure that everybody's familiar with that particular platform. And then there is a seamless interaction. And also, you know, letting people know what the timeframes might be so people know when they have to get their certain things done. The other thing that I like to do, and this is a personal thing, it's not something you'll find on a Google search, is that I think it's really important to inject a little bit of humour. And that's not to say it's crass or swearing or anything like that. It's more about the fact that people respond more and engage more from a communication perspective when there is a little bit of humour. So, for example, if there is a big topic that I want to bring up with my team or with clients and I say, so who'd like to go first? And nobody puts their hand up or nobody goes first. And then, you know, one of my jokes that I've been using for a long time is I'll say, well, please don't everybody go at once because it's really hard to pick somebody. And then people have a nervous laughter and often that gets people to be able to um, 
start to work out how they actually want to give that feedback. So just bringing some light-hearted um, humour, making sure that people stay engaged, making sure that they stay relaxed is a really important part of effective communication. The next part is really preparing thoroughly. I know so many people, particularly when we live in the Zoom world, where so many people rock up from meeting to meeting going, okay, what's this meeting about? And they're literally looking at the agenda, um, 30 seconds or a minute to go for that meeting. That's not preparing thoroughly. So to really get the output that we want from effective communication is we want to let people know that the preparation is the key. And I try, particularly for team meetings, you want to get people to bring updates, for example, and you want to give them a time frame to, to practice their update for one or two times, which might be one minute or two minutes or three minutes, and then the timer will go off and they need to speaking so that we get everybody's voice heard as we were speaking about. So one of the things I always ask my team members to do is I ask them to jot down their top three dot points. What are the key three things that they want to communicate? And I always say to them, look, you might want to either look at something that you're really proud of, something that you were very challenged by and didn't work so well and somewhere where you might need some help um, as a potential framework, or you might, um, you know, just talk about good, bad and ugly or keep, stop, start. Like whatever frameworks that you use, give people a bit of a framework. So say when you're preparing and you're presenting this, this is how we want to hear it. As I said, I, I want to hear the goods and not so goods, but I also potentially also want to hear from my team um, leaders in terms of what they might need and getting them to get clear and articulate that is part of that preparation bringing to a team meeting. So have a think about what format you want to run and what feedback do you want that everybody hears so that everybody's aware of what's actually happening for each of these leaders within your team. The other one is to encourage feedback. Now, that sounds very simple, but a lot of um, leaders and business owners sometimes don't appreciate feedback and there'll be people in your team that go, yeah, give it to me, but please don't give me the sandwich where you just give me the good news coupled with some not so nice things on both sides. So communication's got to flow both ways for it in order for it to be effective. We want to create um, and foster a culture of feedback. And I uh, often talk a lot about this particular topic around making sure that this feedback culture is so important in your business. And one of the simplest ways is by asking for feedback at the end of a presentation or a discussion or at the end of the meeting, what worked, what didn't work. Um, and then the person that's facilitating, whether that's you as the leader or the business owner, or you've got one of your team leaders doing that, making sure that they're understanding that and how they can shift a little bit from that perspective. The next thing I want to talk about is how to navigate difficult conversations. Difficult conversations is not somebody anybody enjoys. I've been doing it for over 30 years and I still don't enjoy them, but they're absolutely necessary. And when I'm left um, untouched, untapped, they actually cause a lot of ineffective communication because people know that as a business leader and owner, you are not raising those issues and you are actually avoiding them. So avoiding them does not lead to things. People get really upset. Um, about the fact that things aren't being dealt with. The best things that I find in terms of effective communication before bringing things up, I often have to do one or two minutes of breath work just to really calm myself down, take some deep breaths. And I want to walk into that difficult conversation as calmly and actively listening. And I also want to seek the other person's perspective before I want to be able to respond to that. So tough conversations are really challenging conversations are a really important part of training for yourself and for your key leaders so that they know how to have them. They know that they can do that timely and they know that they can do it as successfully as possible. The second to last thing I want to talk about when it comes to effective communication and meetings 
is documenting the key actions and the points. Um, I've been a business coach for over 20 years. And um, at the end of a business coaching session, I usually send three dot points that will be here was the keynote or here are the key actions that came out of our session. Um, it's not an essay. It's not doesn't have to be a big minute thing unless it's specifically for boards, et cetera. It's basically the key discussion points and everybody knows what those key discussion points are. Same format on WhatsApp when I've run different businesses, same format whether it's on email. I like things punchy and simple um, without all the guff and the conversation around it saying this is who said they would do that by when and that literally comes out as a bit of an action, action part. And the last thing that I want to talk about that in the modern workplace that we have now, there are so many different ways that we can get teams to collaborate. We can get them to send instant messaging. We can do video conferencing. There's so much project software. Just don't get confused. Just pick something and really master it in your team. And if that's not working and talk to other leaders and entrepreneurs um, and business owners about it, um, it's really not about the system that you choose. It's about mastering that system, sticking to that system and making sure that your team stick to that system. So here are the nine tips on a very, very big topic. Um, any questions that you have, I'm always so happy to take them. My business is called Ask Shivani and um, any uh, feedback on this particular podcast is so welcomed and would really appreciate if you could take a moment to review and rate the podcast. Thank you for listening in and I hope that effective communication strategies helps you continue to grow your business. I'm Shivani Gupta and you've been listening to the Grow Your Business podcast. I hope you've got one idea that you can think about or perhaps even implement straight away in your business. Thank you for listening. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn under Ask Shivani. Remember I call it Ask Shivani, so please send me your questions that I can address in this podcast for you. And I would also so appreciate if you went to the Apple podcast to rate and review this podcast.